made for TV. He can say something that'll be so impactful that so many people want to come yeah, and join in on it. The guy here tonight was like, yo, MT's a real, MTV's a real nigga. One time. And uh, man, when I met you, it was official from the very first handshake. Us as black men being able to come made together. Made for TV has a voice. We don't do shit, but just talk real shit. Let me show you some. Welcome back to another episode of Poolside Chats. I am your host, MTV. I've got two great guests with me right now. A returning guest, my brother AG. It's your boy. You know what I'm saying? And in a first time participant, we have Lexis Moore from the Kalama Message. Say the name of your podcast. Again. From, from the Free Space Podcast. Free Unfiltered, unrestricted conversation. Now, Lex has never been on my show, so she don't know how we start. I don't know how we go. She don't know. But we started with Shout on My Show. Oh, that's all so right. So while I'm pouring you up, would you mind giving us a, a background on, excuse me, giving us an introduction on your background in the mental health field? Okay. All right. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Lexis Moore. Um, so my background has always been in social work. I have both my bachelor's and my master's in social work. I will be starting school September 13th for my doctorate in uh, social work. Trying to be out here. It's all going up. <laughs> um, I have my general um, state practice license, um, commonly known as an LSW. I'm a year in towards my supervision going for my LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. So about this time next year, the plan is to be fully licensed. Therefore, I can be able to see people privately. If I want to do private practice, I'm allowed to do that. I've had a lot of people asking me before, like, "Are you? do you see people? I'm like, not yet. Not just, yet. just give me some so, time. So. We get there. So, but yeah, so. um, yes, I've been, I would say a total of between undergrad and grad school probably about at least four well four years okay. of experience and then i have the course had um done my practicums when i was both an undergrad or an internship basically both in undergrad and grad school so um this i've been at my current job it'll be a year and a half next month in okay. july yes um i got my lsw last year in july so yeah with me starting school I'm really excited. I didn't think I would be going forward in our future master's. Be like, you going for your PhD? I said, nah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I did my master's in a year. That was enough. Yeah. One thing that she's leaving off of her resume is that not only is she a game night host, but she's like one of the slickest <laughs> well, cheaters you'll ever meet. First off, you, you said in mental see, health. So I was trying to be professional. Now you want me to bring like you know, more back <laughs> <out>. <laughs> right. And can't forget a manganese. Uh, the she speaks fluent Vietnamese. Fluent Vietnamese. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'll generally always toast to success, but in light of your amazing ass resume, we're not only going to toast to success, but we are also going to toast to you getting that doctorate yes, coming very you. soon. Black Girl Magic on these yes, motherfuckers. Yes, thank you. Blessings, See, like, the beautiful thing about what you're doing is. And me and AG have talked about this in the past, and I've talked about it on my platform several times, is there's not enough representation mm -hmm. of black people as a whole, especially black men. But I, seeing black women getting into that field and bringing it to the forefront, honestly, like, it's a beautiful thing because the black women are kind of the forefront of any movement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Any movement in the community that we really need. was trying to tell y'all the thought shit video. Pick it, pick it up what she's putting down. Okay. And, you know, I definitely have had my hands on my knees. <laughs> Shaking ass on some thought Josh shit. Yeah. Thought to, you know what I'm saying? You better, yes. <laughs> so, but uh, can you give me a little bit of, because I'm going to pour us up a little something to sip on as well. But can you give me a little background on like what got you into the field? Like where did your passion come from? And like what's the reason you feel like it's something that you are really passionate about and need to do? Okay, all right. So um, let's see. Um, I've always, I mean, I've always been a good listener. Everyone always says I'm very nurturing, very caring. Those are just my personality traits. Um, so when's your birthday? November 16th. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. That's water sign. That's why, that's why this job works. You know, we get our feelings. <laughs> that's, that's why you uh, you speak such good Meganese. <laughs> that too. Yeah, <laughs> Ask about me. <laughs> I'll teach a class. Right. Um, yeah, so it's originally when I went up to, when I went to I, 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 I
Um, I started off a sociology major. I took it in high school. I really liked the class. But I think maybe not even because my teacher kind of made it like a social work class, like the way he thought about uh, topics and stuff. Um, so, yeah, my freshman year, I got a D in sociology. A D? A D. Like, I, it was, I, I use sometimes got classes that are hard for no reason, and it was really like, you take four quizzes in that subject. In each grade, quiz 25% of your grade. And I would study and read, but the shit did not click. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, like, I remember being on a three-way parenting call with my mom, my dad, and my stepmom. And, yeah, they were in my ass. Because <laughs> there was, like, a D. And then, my, and then I was, like, feeling so bad. And my mom, because she, and she also worked in social work. Gotcha. So, um, she said, Alexis, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to just, like, control you or like be overbearing she's like but i really believe social work is mama's intuition look at god right right <laughs> so then like, right. i took one of them like personality career tests and sure enough social work was the very first thing it said social work nursing and then like management and i was like okay so sophomore year i took my first intro to social work class and i fell in love like first day um and i got into the mental health side um I would say, I think, yeah, like junior year, I took an advanced psychopathology class. Um, I struggled with that too because, man, just sometimes the way shit is taught. But it was so fascinating because my teacher, he would use shit that we see in everyday life and you probably wouldn't think is mental health. Like, he broke down, like, all of Batman's villains' mental health. I said, oh, my mind is blown. And so then actually when I started studying the shit, and like I said, yep, Mr. Freeze had depression. Yeah. Uh, scarecrow phobias. Um, okay, yeah. Um, Joker got another Joker, psychosis, <laughs> antisocial personality disorder. Super um, bipolar. Well, I guess two faced No, no, actually, two faced would be dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. Oh, hey, hey, yes, right. because Where's he down? had. Remember, right. he had a whole other. So I get why you said bipolar because no, but I get two. what you're saying though. Yeah, because yeah. he really was two complete different personalities. Yeah. And remember, he like, didn't even talk to himself. And he did, yeah. yeah. So like, so I want to say, and the thing, he also did have some psychosis in there too. Oh, oh. I tore the club up out here. Yeah, like right. it's kind of like well, so it was that. It, to me, it was kind of like they were showing combination of that because if I remember correctly, with DID, you don't actually hear voices, but your personalities just take over. Mm. Um. But like the fact that they was he was hearing voices, yes, that's a form of psychosis, of auditory hallucinations. But yeah, a lot of people will commonly list a bipolar because you're just thinking too extreme. Yeah, right, right. And right. even bipolar, so I'm trying to tell folks, it's not just about mood swings. It's right. it's literally means two polar opposites. When you up, you up, right. and when you down, you down. Right. <laughs> um, and there may be some irritability in there. Yeah, but... like you could be the life of the party, or you could not want to go out at all. Yeah, like now I'm gonna be in my room with the door closed, all the shades. When gone. I say it, it's like there's like imagine being at the highest roller coaster you've ever been on, yeah. and when you sit at the top and you can see the whole world, it feels amazing. But then that crash, they it be <laughs> that's that's literally what it's like. But yeah, that's what really got me into. It. So then I start now, like leading to this day. Now the shit I'll be watching, I'll be diagnosing folks, <laughs> like because I really start. It's like this is real life. Like a lot of people think, oh, mental health isn't real. Yeah. It's a scam. So, oh, people are just trying to make money. But it's like, nah, mental health is a real thing. And then. Not even just because I'm hearing it, but I've had my own struggles oh, with it too. We, we, we all we all have. We just yes. don't know exactly how to identify it. Right? Yeah, and that's and because it's, it's different to every person. Yeah, no two people's issues look alike. They're similar, but how it impacts their functioning is going to depend on the person. And I think that's why a lot of people be like, "Well, are you sure you got depression?" And be like, "What?" They're like, well, he, "It just seems like they mad all the time." I'm like. If you felt like your life wasn't worth anything, you might be mad right. too. Like, and plus, too, it could be people dealing with depression that be the happiest motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, you don't mm -hmm. even know. Because I deal with depression. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, and a lot of times when I tell people that, they be like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm like, nah, my nigga, I'll be in my room for days at a time. Hey, and shout out to Danny, too, man. Because Danny, like, I was just in the episode, uh, episode that he did, mm -hmm. and it helped me recognize because like, he was talking about how his children actually noticed it. Like, hey, mm -hmm. like, dad, you've been in the room for like two, three, like, can you you're not talking here. to nobody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, and I, I was listening to them. I'm like, I'm in my room. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's That's no, really. It's really powerful that you kind of made it plain with the Batman villains. But like one thing I've come to realize, like our music has really oh, been man. defining mm -hmm. 
mental health yeah. for decades. Big Sean talks about with depression. But I'm saying, even, even before, like now we're in a better place. But I'm saying, like, like one of them is we in Houston, so I got to, uh, we I got to uh, identify the fact that uh, my mind's playing tricks on me is a classic PTSD. Expl- like it, it literally explains it. I sit alone in my four corner room, staring at camp like nigga. That they seeing, they seeing motherfuckers that ain't there. All kind of like, like, like our music has really like pinpointed. Even like if, if you take it all the way back to uh, the breaks, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's talking about the shitty ass situations that we dealing with and not knowing how to deal with. Mm-hmm. Them. You know what I'm saying? And I personally feel like. Black people are just inherently born with a certain level of PTSD. Because it comes from slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you experience, I tell you all the time, but you know, where you are came you it came from where you came from. You know right. what I mean? Like what you went through and how you got through it, or if you didn't, because that's the thing too. A lot of times when you get that traumatic experience, whatever age it is. It doesn't just go away right. if you don't get help. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So then you still dealing with that as you become an adult. I I've had so many clients, especially now with COVID, come in shit that they thought about in twenty something years come up and is wreaking havoc on their everyday culture. Because the brain is just so complex and how it locks that shit down to go in survival mode. Like you said, depending on how old you are, the brain said, uh uh-uh, uh, we can't do this. We gotta function. Mm-mm. And I, I hate to use this cliche word because it's become like a little cliche word, but triggers is a real thing. Oh, no. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah. Like people, people will overuse it. Yeah, yeah. People will overuse it because they don't understand context. So, like, there's things that we say in society that we try to make mental health terms and things that we take from mental health. Now we want to apply it to all of society. Right. Like, when they be like, oh, I got OCD because I like things to be neat. No, you're just a neat freak. Yeah, yeah. No. Are you, are you, like, not going outside because you're so afraid you're going to get sick right. or you keep checking your doors right. or you can't get no sleep in? Well, no, then no, you don't have OCD. Like, and I'm very particular about people saying those kind of things because there are folks literally living with that every day. You can have tendencies, but don't say you have a disorder when you don't because that shit ain't fun. Right, right, right. And and don't try to like you know piggyback on the coattails and shit. Because like you remember earlier, like I, I say all the time. I'm slightly OCD. Like I'm not. I'm not dealing with because I'm like somebody that's like dealing with OCD will be like mm-hmm. every two seconds. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and like, some of them will notice their behaviors. Like yeah, I notice. I do this, yeah. and then right. some people yeah. have no insight at all. They're just like yeah. I just have to. I just have to. And it's like, can you imagine not knowing why you're doing something right. all right. the time? Yeah. And it's just in here. And like, like you said too, like to your point where it becomes like where it's restrictive of your day to day activity. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things you can't do because of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I, I've always kind of preached on my platform, and, and for the record, I don't have any of your credentials. <laughs> I, I have not studied any of the books that you studied. I'm not a professional by no means. So I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I'm over here giving professional advice. I'm just telling you my story. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just telling you my story. But for me, I don't like saying I suffer from filling the blank. I like saying I'm dealing with. Yeah, I'm dealing with or I have. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm not suffering from depression. Because I'm open to depression's ass. You know what I'm saying? You out here in Houston. If you was living in depression, you'd be like, I don't give a fuck about Houston. But to be be able to identify those things is is, is a, you know, a step. That's a step. Mm -hmm. That's always the first step. It's being willing to accept it. Right. And once you do it, you can, you can, you know, put yourself in a position to. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of times say, like, I tried to manage it on my own for so long and now I can't. And, and people, especially in our community, need to realize that it's okay to be like, yeah. you know what? This too much for me. Yeah. I'm not we, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we as black men, we as black women, you know, excuse me, I don't mean to say we, but y'all as black women, <laughs> I identify as a lesbian, so technically oh, I can kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Put myself in there. You know, <laughs> I it, can't it's die. a crime, but he in it too. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? LGBT, we out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm the best lesbian I can be. Well, it is Pride Month. You're proud. All right, there you go. But hey, real quick, though, I do want to shout out my homegirl, Crystal. She's a psychiatric nurse. She did my first ever mental health episode. She's in the chat right now. And uh, I want to also make sure that we actually identify like your passion behind mental health too because I did have you on the show, but I don't think everybody's had a chance here because we didn't do the live, like, right. you know what I'm saying? So I want to get to that. But before we do, damn, I lost my motherfucking train of thought. You 
Exactly. You was on it before right. we before yeah, we about to tell him, let's jog his shit. Oh no, okay, no. Because right. we as black men, yep. we've always felt like, hey nigga, man up. Yep. Hey, quit crying, yep. quit acting like a bitch, bro. Yep. Suck that shit up, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what we grew up thinking, like, you know what? I'm dealing with whatever I'm dealing with, but fuck that, I'm gonna just keep pushing through. And that's not a good compliment. And you as a black queen, the head of you know what I'm saying, like the really like is the glue of the household. You can't have no breakdown because mm-hmm. if, if the, if if the black it. woman has a black... Everything else, bro. And if your voice raises a half an octave, oh, look at this angry woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we don't know... And then we develop a superwoman complex. And that's then we, then we right back at square one because now we burnt out. Burnt we out. angry. Don't, ne- don't never want to lean yourself because you got so many motherfuckers leaning yeah. on you. Yeah. You feel like if you lean, everybody gonna fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember you said it on uh, check on your strong friends. Yeah. Okay. Because your strong friends ain't okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, another thing is redefining strong too because something I've come across for both men and women, like I just said, people have been told that to be able to know what your emotions are and know what you need is a weak thing. Right. But it's actually your most powerful tool because right. we we're taught society teaches us to think of angry, sad, hurt, fear <laughs> as negative as in their bad. No, your emotions are there to tell. They can right. be fleeing now. They may take a mile if you let right. them get out of control, but they're there to tell you what you need. Everything works together with your body and your emotions. That's why when folks is in feeling tired, they got panic attacks. Their heart start racing. They brain hit the panic button. But people are told like, no, keep what goes on this house stays on this house. Or like I said, you need to man up. Or we don't do that. And and then all this shit is boiling up, boiling up, boiling up to where your brain, your body say, look, I can't, I can't keep doing this anymore. And then that's the sad part because you know we look at things as when you're uh, let's see, masking. Basically, we're masking these things, and it's just like a um, it's just like a pot that's boiling with a lid on it. Right, right. You know and what I'm saying? That, and when that it's it's off, it's right. Let right. me tell yeah, you. So you gotta get it out. You know what I mean? Like in some way. I mean, if it's whatever your therapy can be, because I mean, right. you know, we look at in a healthy therapy. way. Yeah, no, therapy it's true. And I feel that. And so, like to your point of masking things, not only do we mask things, but we also self-medicate in bullshit ass way. And it's not all. It's not just alcohol. It's not just drugs. It's and also spending money. Spending money. That's what my mom did. Or, or self-medicating by going to get some bitches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Going to get some new dick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Self-medicating by hitting the club. Like people think that Damn. self. Th- and that's you. exactly why there's a whole lot of ways to self medicate in the wrong way, right. and we don't identify that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And plus, too, like even coming up, we as good friends thought we was doing the right thing. Like, oh shit, damn. You, you just broke up with your yeah, girl? I hard. got you, my nigga. Like, you know Instead of actually sitting and talking to him or like, giving him something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And just like, it's okay to do that too, still. But yeah, we like you said, we just we can't put band aids yeah, over exactly. We need to actually put, put band aids on gunshot wounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Because eventually the band aids going to come off yeah. and you're not, and you, you're and you not. still leaking. Right. <laughs> you leaking right. heavy. Right. You know, right. I think the bullet is still yeah, lodged. Yeah. Lodged. I don't think it went down. I don't think they got to get in there and probably still in there. And that's what I'm saying. And your, that's what your emotions and your body, all that is working here. It's going to tell you. like, Because like, right. I went through it. It took me a while to really like. And I think from, I didn't want to come to accept Because like, well, I'm the therapist. I, sh- I know how to deal with this shit. Why ain't it working for me? But I had to process my own shit. Oh, and I had to come to terms with, yeah, like, I, I have PTSD. I deal with anxiety. Like, and I've been in therapy for almost two years now. And it's been helpful. Um, it gives me that space to vent about work, stuff with being a caregiver, being a mom, being single. Um, it really has helped. Um, my therapist also believes in God, so we always, of course, integrate my faith into it. That's really important to me. Um, but yeah, like it got to the point where it was like I was still working and functioning. Like I wasn't in bed all day, like every day, like that. But it was definitely time. It was like I couldn't sleep. I'd be up at three a.m. because my nightmares is freaking havoc. I'm gonna be walking around my house praying, laying hands. So I'm like, what the fuck did I just dream? Um, worrying about work. I there was like a couple times. There's been a couple times I've had the brink of a panic attack coming on because I know what to do. I immediately start breathing right, and get right, myself right. calm. So it never goes full blown, but like little shit, especially <laughs> as I started working with more clients with trauma this past year, 
I was I was noticing like I got some really sad behavior. Like if my grandma calls like eleven o'clock at night, I'm like, what? I'm right. immediately thinking right. something happened right. to my mom right. immediately right. because she's had seizures and stuff after her stroke, and a lot of times it would happen late at night. So then I have to drive to Richmond from Indianapolis the hour, go to the hospital because I'm her power of attorney right. to make sure she's okay. You know, like it's that kind of shit. <laughs> but I mean, that's really a beautiful thing. And I'm really glad that you said that, that you as a mental health professional, like you being in the field. We need therapists too, y'all. still <laughs> deal with your own shit. So like what's powerful about that is like, it, it kind of makes it plain for the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like, if you, somebody that understands all this shit, still don't understand this shit, it's okay for us not to understand yes, this shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say, like, people be feeling like, I mean, don't, I've had those ones where I get some of my feels and I feel like I'm the only one. I ain't gonna lie. But, like, I, I it, it pains me to see that people... Because I hear all the time they feel like nobody understands them because people try to keep all under the hush-hush and not talk about shit, right. you know? And all that shit is doing is passing down to the next generation. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. when yeah. Like, we could stop our, all this stuff. Our parents' demons all follow that Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> the sins of the father. I, like, I wish my mother would have been able to get help because, like, I didn't know it at the time, but she definitely dealt with anxiety and depression. Yeah, right. I didn't know until I actually started learning. Like she, she takes a Faxer, which does usually help with it's like it's an SSRI. And usually, I think either anxiety or depression it can help. Gotcha. Well, that that, and I'm real quick though because I remember when we talked about uh, you going to see a counselor, right? Mm -hmm. And she just mentioned it. I had the same experience as you, and it was in a you know a transitional period of my life where I felt like. I did need to see somebody because I was the, I am a strong friend. I am right. a person that always right. Right. can right. help somebody else. Or but then when it comes to me, it's like I know, but I, I can't do it. Like you know what I mean. So my doctor recommended me see a white therapist, a lady, mm -hmm. and it was cool because it was just the fact that I was taking that. Taking that step, you know, let's do it and just go ahead and, and see. And it's no, you get it right on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> My therapist, we got it right. The yeah. I, I clicked with her. I like her. So okay. the thing was, I, you know, me personally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but you know, I don't know where it's gonna go. Right now, I, I walked in the same way. Exactly. Like, is it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, my, my first session, I cried. I cried. I just you let it out. And I'm it sorry, was Alex is a cry. No, I do. I cry. I cry.
I want you to go through and just, you know, because she was taking notes, you know, that thing we talking about when they write and shit down. What is you talking about? The only time I'm thinking, then, then after she said that, I'm thinking she was just over there like, yeah, this guy doesn't even need me. I'm like, but but, 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 but the, the, the beauty in it was the fact that, you know, my doctor recommended me to go see her mm-hmm. and it wasn't really def- necessarily that I needed to, but I did need to. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it was a beautiful thing, man. And when I came back, I was, when I came back, like, it was almost like, um, uh, let's see, like you go to detention and the, the teacher, instead of making you write on the board or say, I will not do this, they actually talk to you. Right, and right, then right, you right. went out and changed your way right, and right, you came right, back right, and right. I was like, you know what? I appreciate you, but you was right. Right. I was able to you check know, all those things. And, and it's so crazy too, because even going back to your point earlier, you saying like, you got to find what your particular therapy is. Cause yeah. me and you had this conversation yeah. a lot of time. And like, I, like I, I was saying this about, like, and I'm, I'm directing this towards you because you ain't been on the mic in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, when I stopped dropping episodes yeah. and stopped recording, that shit hit my mental health mm-hmm. because Yep. This is my therapy. This oh, yeah. is literally my shit. So like it's therapy. funny you saying that like you just need to be able to talk because you got a voice. Yeah. And I get that shit. For me, I try to like make it plain for people that I came up around. Because mm-hmm. we don't deal with mental health at all. So I try to let these niggas know, like, hey, such and such is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we so need then, to talk about that yeah, shit. Right? You know what I'm saying? So like this is literally my therapy. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because for me personally, and, and to, to, to AG's point. You know, I went to therapy with a white woman, and she was amazing. She was great at her job, but I did not connect with her. I did mm-hmm. not feel any type of... Yeah, you have to feel comfortable. You, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like she couldn't understand my story. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find a black male therapist. Right. I could not find one. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I could not find So I ended up getting a black woman therapist, mm-hmm. and I told her, like, hey, you know, I just did eight sessions with, with this white woman. She was cool say nothing negative about her she did her job mm-hmm. but there was certain shit that just didn't hit me yeah definitely. and i told her I, I wanted a black man and she said she had been doing this shit for 10 years she didn't know any black men oh i can tell you because i can tell you from my time in undergrad through up till now we're very very underrepresented yeah. in the social work yeah. 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 really my social work classes would be major if it was like say a class of 30 20 25 is going to be white Right. And it might be me, two other black girls, and one other black male at the most. Right. And and she also told me I was her first ever black patient or mm-hmm. client. I don't know what, what's the word. Well, you can say client, consumer, yeah. patient. I, she said she's been doing this shit 10 years. I'm the first time that a black man sat down on her couch. Wow. You know what I'm saying? This was a while ago. This was when I was 35, so six years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So maybe she's not, hopefully, yeah, she can have some, right. you know, mm-hmm. since then. Because I do feel like we're in a better space now. Our generation is like, hey, I'm not holding this shit back. We're yeah. we trying to break right. the generational right. curse. Right. 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 We, we're like, yeah. I don't have time for Because a lot of us now, like, me, I have a son, and that was like one of the things that made me also wanted to get help because me watching my mom go through being a single mom, mm-hmm. suffering over heartbreak over my dad, finances. Like, like I said, I didn't know she was dealing with anxiety, but like after all, like was studying yeah, that shit that the effects of medication I was talking about. That was because she was having panic attacks. Yeah. And y'all remember when Soul Food became a TV series? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And the storyline where Terry was having panic attacks. She, I will never forget when we were watching, because we used to watch it all the time. I will never forget when she first started having panic attacks. My mom said, and that's exactly how it feels. And I was like, Hey, shout out to Robin Delmore. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I was like, uh, You be dealing with that? Like, what? But yeah, like, exactly. So it's like, I don't want that to carry on with my right. son. And because my son catches on very quickly, he knows when I'm not doing well. Hey, he knows. He'd be I like, Mommy, are you okay? Are you sad? And if I cry, he'd be like, Mommy, wipe your tears. Like he he picked like he has he heard me, I remember one night I was going through some shit with a fucking nigga, you know, but I was like, my heart was shattered. And he I think he heard me crying from his room. He came in and like laid next to me on the couch. I was like, Mommy's okay. I was like, Are you worried about mommy? And he shook his head, yes. Kids pick up on that. So I'm like, I don't want that passing down to him. Like, I 
you have to get help. That's the part of like well, a very powerful thing about what you just said is that like not oh, only don't take a check. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah. Okay. But like uh, what's powerful about what you just said is not only do they notice that shit, but now to your point of I think I only think we was recording yet, but to your point of like them them certain moments coming up. Like whatever, when you when you reach that age of trauma, you don't necessarily ever regress past that. We're giving them trauma at a certain age that they don't even deserve because they didn't they didn't go through this trauma. Yep. We did, and same thing we didn't deserve because that's the thing we recognize it in them because right. we were them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I recognize I carried my mama's trauma. Yeah, right. One of of my biggest, and that's probably why sometimes, like, with being single, I would struggle so much because I saw what it did to her. And, And, like, that's something I, that's a fear I've had to really work in to not feel like that I'm going to repeat that. You know, like, that's that's been one of my biggest things. And and, and that's why we as a black community have to start identifying Mm -hmm. our own bullshit so we stop passing it down to our younger generation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And now we're going to take that motherfucker shot. To break in generational curses. To break in generational curses. And motherfucking legs showing up with Golden State Warrior shit like I wasn't going to pull my class shit out. Hey. You know. They have good team. Nothing wrong with it. But now, hey, all jokes aside, I do want to just, because you know I'm going to talk my shit. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Of course, talk you, my are. Shit, of you, course know what you are. But this is a very serious topic, and I really appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, spending your vacation oh. to come fuck with me and like talk about this serious I, topic. No, I love it. I love, I can really talk about mental health all day because I just know our black community is still so uninformed. I uninformed. Have, I have folks that come through yeah. talking about diseases that have been removed from the DSM-5 10 years right, ago. Right. You know? And so, like, we're, I, wait, I want... We're up to five? I thought we were still on DSM-4. <laughs> the five the, is up? So, the, yeah, there's been a DSM-5 for over a year. Are you serious? That's because it was cold, The new man. shit came out. That's the DSM-5 probably was out, I think, in my before I started grad school, yeah, because I studied from the DSM five when I was in grad school. Man, that's some bullshit. Yeah, because that's where dissociative identity disorder got changed from multiple really? personalities. So, disorder. so yeah. to put to the layman, explain exactly what the DSM is. Oh yeah, so the DSM five or the DSM is the I can never I get tongue tied. The diagnostic manual. Basically, it's the book with all the disorders. All the bullshit. All of it. Everything with mental health and substance abuse. It tells you my. Fires, it tells you how to diagnose it, onset, frequency, duration, all of that. So that's how I diagnose. So when I, come I, in, would, I, I ask, what are you, how you, like, you feel like you're doing with depression? Okay. You, hopelessness, worthlessness, guilt? Okay. Can you sleep? Nope. You're sleeping too much? All right. Your appetite increase and loss? Okay. Like, I go, that's that's how I diagnose. That, that, so that there's been like five additions. Yeah, that shit is like the Google for mental health. And, and, I, and I do want to make this point because yeah. I see this too. So for if, if you feel like you are dealing with a mental health disorder, I want you to be careful about researching the internet because yes, there, the source. yes, there are reliable sources that can give you background and context, but you have to remember your situation is going to differ from someone else. I get a lot of people that come in and feel like I got this, 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 and this, but that's because those websites don't give you all the information like in a DSM five way right. talking to a therapist to be able to and a know professional the yeah. difference. Yeah. Like, like as as amazing as Google is, mm-hmm. Google is not a professional that's a research tool. That's all it is. Yes. Google is the library. Yes. You can't go to the library and, and because and, you know what I mean? depending on what you read on the internet, you might think you got psychosis. Yeah. Be like, I'm hearing voices like that. Okay, now let's now let's see. Right. Now, are you hearing voices like thinking to yourself? Right. Or are you hearing someone talking to you from the outside and they're like, well, no, I just be having them in not you're, you're not experiencing yeah. psychosis. You're good. Yeah. But like, but that's because that's not hearing voices. That's thinking. That's right. That's just thinking out loud. We all do it. Right. But see, that, that just goes to show you how trained we're like in our thinking is with society. We're so limited. Thinking, oh, if it's outside this box or something fucking wrong. Right. Like, so I just want to tell people like, you know, of course, do your research. There's nothing wrong with that. But right. 
please seek a professional. Don't go diagnosing yourself. Man. You can't do that that's because that's, that's, your, your that's functioning is not going to necessarily look the same as someone else's. Right. And you'll be home in here talking about you got six different diagnoses when I can break it down and justify it by one. Right. <laughs> in 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I just want people like, please don't. And like I said, don't be afraid to say what you're dealing with because there are so many people dealing with the same stuff. Like when I tell you, it's much more common than people think. And that's what's important about shit like this right here is because, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oh, and and another thing too, just to highlight the fact, everybody at this table is college educated. You know what I'm saying? My man's is alpha. I just found out last night you say this. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And like, and we low key neighbors because we went to Central State. I went to IU, and they used to come to IU before. And probably tore that motherfucker down. I already know what that was like. You know what I'm saying? But professionals, you know, said business might like motherfuckers with their hands on straight. Like these are not all, you know, like you know, not not the typical bullshit story, the typical bullshit statistics they try to paint or whatever. These are people that really are doing positive things and like. We, we still ain't never talked about like all the like uh the, the lunch programs you got going on and then like you got the, the, the teaching shit the, the, anyway what i'm saying <laughs> is because i know i know i'm rambling but like but my point is like these are professional individuals they got their heads on straights and they're still dealing with whatever they're dealing with we need to normalize it no matter who you are and speaking of indiana i'm really well not indiana no more but like paul george I'm glad that he came out and said I was dealing with depression last Naomi year. Naomi Osaka did too. She, I mean, she, that was she beautiful. Said, she said, that I'm, was not, she said beautiful. I'm not going. I'm, I'm done. She, I'm literally, out. she literally I'm said, out. I'm not going was a person. Naomi Osaka Man, said, I'm not going. That was so beautiful and so powerful. And I was so glad she did it. I yeah, was so glad. It was for the culture. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and like the, those are the things that we as a culture need to understand. That just because you dealing with some shit, it does not make you weak. Mm-hmm. It does not make you less. And it's and it's regular people because I think that's the big thing with celebrities. People think that those people who are successful have money are automatically happy. No, no they go through oh, shit too. Man. So I like that it's normalized. Like before, yeah, I'm an athlete. Yeah, I'm a celebrity, but I'm a person first, right. at always. Right. Those things don't define me. That's just a part of who I am and what I do. And plus, too, like at the end of the day, like like no matter what I do professionally. It's never going to mask what happened to me before I got to this point. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still all had whatever trauma we came up in. Maybe you were molested as a child. Maybe you saw your father beating on your mother. Who knows? Whatever the fuck that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever trauma. Maybe you were emotionally abused. Maybe you was, was and, and, and that's where a lot of our trauma comes from that wow. we don't recognize. A lot of us was, and that was one thing I realized. I, I sometimes was dealing with emotional abuse yeah. with my grandma. She would talk about my weight in front of my friends. That was, I was like, well, no wonder my self esteem was fucked up. Right, and it, it's crazy you said it because like uh, my homegirl I had on a couple weeks ago, uh, Belinda. She's a soccer uh, dance instructor, and, and, and she dark, she dark skin, and her grandmother would talk about her skin. Wow. You know what I'm saying? She was talking about how she deals with that to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, so no matter what you are now, it's never going to take away from the pain and the trauma that you still did not address. Right. Yep, you have to address, address, it. address Y'all don't take nothing else from this episode. Address, address no that shit. shit. Address <laughs> no shit. Address <laughs> your no shit. Make that the title. Address, address your, your shit. shit. Hold on, I don't know. Let me address your shit. AYS. You know what I like that. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I cut it off too soon. Because it, 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 and I want to talk about the mental health aspect of continually seeing these beatings, these killings, these murders happening on media. And like, they're highlighting it, thinking, you know, it's doing some type of good. But what, what type of, you know, in your professional opinion, what type of mental trauma do you feel like we deal with having to continually witness 
the George Floyds, the Breonna Taylors, the Casey Goodson Juniors, the Micaiah Bryants, the the Amir Rice, the, the Trayvon Martins. We can name we can yes. name the names longer than this episode will go on. You know okay. what I'm saying? But what type like in your professional opinion, what type of mental trauma does that have on us as a community? Mm. Oh, the obvious that's dope. So another dope question. Okay. <laughs> so um it definitely brings about anxiety. Absolutely. Um fear of like for example, even I, like a police car near me, I'm immediately like on edge. Right. Because all I can think of is what if I was the next Sandra Bland? What if I was the next Breonna Taylor? Like, it, there's no way you say, oh, it can and won't happen to me because and, it's happening. And for me, I always feel like the next Philando Castile because it's on me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. on me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I just, and then I think the fact that I am raising a black woman. Oh, like, and you gotta have that conversation with him. It, it, like, and the thing is, he's so innocent right now. He don't know none of that was going on. But I know, because I, I remember when I had my first experience of racism. And I got called a little black girl. And I just, I didn't know the context, but I knew it wasn't right. Because something right. in me just shattered. I was right. like, Mama, why would she call me that? And then that's like when my mom had to really break it down. And I, was just, and I grew up in a predominantly white town. So then now I start trying to identify and define myself based on the societal standards so like mm. the fact that a lot of men just dated white girls and they would literally say well because black girls do this and black girls don't give head and black girls do and you you internalize that like well shit is that is that who i is that i would like to say for the record who side chats do not fuck with niggas that do not fuck with black girls yeah like like like, like it would be like damn you know and so um, or just the simple fact, like learning your history in school. You know, growing up, we we get the same basic story. We was in slavery. Abraham Lincoln freed us. Black we, history starts in eighteen sixty-five. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we shared like, crop. We didn't do shit before eighteen sixty-five. We, we shared crop after the war. Then Martin Luther King came and Rosa Parks, and that's all. Right. Harry Tubman, that's all we get, right? I, and it's so crazy because so like with a lot of that, it was hard to like feel like okay. Where do I stand in this world? And one of the things that people deal with PTSD is having a negative perception of themselves or others in the world. So if, as far as the black community, yeah, there's PTSD because now you start to question, well, am I really worth anything? You got mom and dad telling me I'm a queen, but I walk out into this world who sees me less than you, who, who still sees me in 2021, let's be real, three-fifths of a person. And the crazy shit about that is they want to emulate every single aspect oh of our culture. Gosh. They want they want to be us, but they don't I, respect us. And that is the craziest shit. You want my hair, but we can't like you. You you want to wear my hair? You want to wear my clothes? You want my ass? You Y'all want my say you want to wear you my want ass? Every, you want my you want my man? You you want right. everything I right. have? But yet you tell me I'm uncivilized. I'm a gorilla. I'm a nigger. I'm dumb. I'm 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 nothing is literally what you're telling me. And after what like if like I said with emotions after what your brain is taking all of that in all the time. Your brain is processing everything, every second, every minute of every day while doing its ongoing functioning. So while you're doing your everyday stuff and you see these beatings and these killings, it's not like oh it's just one group of people. No, it's twelve year olds, it's eight year olds, it's thirty something year olds. That becomes realistic. That becomes the reality saying like, man, this could really happen to me. Whether I do something wrong or not, I could die. That idea that you could die at a moment's notice, yes, it's traumatizing. And then after a while, it becomes numb because here you are having to experience it over and over and over and nothing is being done. And with this George George Floyd case, I know it had to feel, even though we know it's like we got a long way to go, but it was such a victory because it was like, finally, right. something's right. being they done. Us they are finally they giving us, us justice. You know what I mean? Because how can you explain? A gunshot, we know police are taught, serve to protect, and they're going to look out for themselves when right. it comes to gunshots. It's still fucked up. Still fucked but up. this man put his knee on his neck. That means he deliberately got in his personal bubble and, and got him on the ground. Camera. 
he looking dead in the camera like you can't deny like, that there's no way to explain it there's no way to justify it there's no way to rationalize it that is a deliberate choice choice to put your knee on my neck so to while say, you're subdued you are handcuffed you are in control and i don't want to trigger anyone else with this but it's just like this is why it meant so much to us because it was like we're tired we're it's 2021 that's the shit we saw in 1950s and 1960s i shouldn't have to worry about that being my future in 2021 but we're so progressive as a society america's this post-racial society bitch when right bitch where right i don't see it just because it ain't happening to you you don't or you want to be in denial and then there's folks like trump who would allow these folks to come out the closet but they can say whatever they want because they they know there's no consequences no because consequences. the way this system was built up. No, no so yes, it's just hard. It's why we got kids thinking that the only option they have is to sell drugs on the corner and not or try to go to or right or go to school and make something themselves. They're going. They're already going in with the thinking like, what what's the point if all they if I'm gonna have to go through all of that. The subliminal racism, the name calling, the the status quo. If I have to fight against all that over and over and, and over. What's the point? And, and another, I'll be what they already think of. And, and another key piece, That's another key piece to what you're saying too is that media is controlled by mm-hmm. a certain little small conglomerate of motherfuckers. The only music they let us hear is selling drugs, fucking bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that, that's the only media they really allow us to listen to because music. There's there's so much other music out there outside of the shoot shoot kill kill smoking on dead homies and all that. I mean, I'm smoking on dead ops and all that shit. That's the only thing they allow us to listen to because they want to keep us in that box of you are this, you are that, and they want to keep showing us these fucking police killing us. You know what I'm saying? Basically saying like you you have no power here. You have no power. You have to you. Don't, don't even get your hopes up. And the whole Derek Chauvin verdict, you know, he got 22 years, which is some fucking bullshit. Mm. It's just accept that. Look, the bitch said 270 months. I said, speak English, bitch. Right. Now, on all of these shows, y'all be talking about 10 years, life without right. parole. You want to take some 270 right. months for this for 150. Oh, I'm trying to tell you, like, you don't want to speak. No, of all days, you decide I don't want to speak no goddamn speak or got, no, no right. goddamn yeah, English man. today. So, <laughs> what? Like, and, 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 and to your point too though because I actually like literally had this uh, conversation by a text earlier I'm like I'm still accepting this as a win it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a consolation prize yeah it ain't, a, it ain't I, I, we ain't getting no gold medal cause I should say don't give, y'all better not give me no punk ass sense if he get anything like five yeah. or less I'm, I'm riding yeah. period yeah. the fuck and, and, and that's the only reason he got that because it's the, the whole fucking nation set on fun they set the nation on yeah. that really and they know the world hey my homie in London sent me a video of him at a Black Lives Matter rally in fucking London for George Floyd you know what I'm saying like the whole world saw it and the yeah. whole world could not deny like right. okay and then there's these other people that are still doing it but it's just like at the end of the, we've had enough we're like we're tired oh we, we're beyond having enough yeah we're, we're, we're exhausted we're so far past, past having it. enough and like one of the most powerful quotes ever 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 spoken is the riot rioting is the voice of mm-hmm. the unheard. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's the truth. And like motherfuckers always want to boil it down to all oh, you shouldn't riot, you should peacefully protest. First of all, this fucking nation was founded on a riot. I don't know what the fuck y'all thought the tea party was and what the yep, fuck, you know what I'm saying, all that shit. I don't know what y'all thought that shit was. They were really, trying, was they right. were really yeah. trying to overthrow the government because yeah. they didn't want to be under a monarchy. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like Peaceful protest is cool, but sometimes you gotta burn some shit the fuck down. We at Poolside Chats are not advocating for burning shit down. <laughs> Disclaimer! But if you do, we understand. We yeah, understand. yeah I, I'm not gonna judge, like, because there'll be like, oh, they riding, they just being typical niggers and blacks. No, right. they're angry. They're angry. And it's, no, it's not and right. They don't I don't justify. Displace this anger. Right, I don't justify the behavior, but like I said, you you're taking all of this in every, every single day. day. After and a while, this people is have their the breaking point. This is only the shit that you see. Exactly. Imagine this you don't see. If there were a thousand George Floyds before, a million George Floyds before camera phones. Yes. So. You know what I'm saying? For, and for at least two, three decades between the 50s and the KKK and 
I'm going to damn near say two centuries. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, because like, and people, and uh, I really, like, one of, the, one of the things I hate more than anything is the phrase, it's just a few bad apples. We have to understand that the tree that policing grew from was grew from those bad yep. seeds. It ain't no just few bad apples. It was, the the seeds were grown from the bad apple. It's a few good apples. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The whole system is designed to keep black people as slaves. Yeah. The criminal justice system, and like we, we've had, like we've had this conversation before, but people keep on saying that the Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery. That's a lie. In a legal aspect, no, but because it not abolished slavery. Right. It just changed the the. It just changed what a slave was. That's all it did. Yeah, that's the Because mentally, did. we're still feeling enslaved. We're no, 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 no. Being no. The strength of them being no. Once paid. you become a, a a a prisoner, you are. A, it is legal to be a slave. Oh, that's oh, what, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. you talking about as far as incarceration. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, that's the reason why they give us these bullshit ass charges. Mm -hmm. Get us probation so that we're like over some dumb shit. Oh, like, yeah. And I've had so many people come to my office talking about, yeah, probation because they called me some marijuana. They think I got nah, drugs. Don't problem. take that motherfucking probation at all because that probation is going to set you up to be in that motherfucking yeah. system. Right. Next thing you know, you're going to be a slave. Right, man. Yep. You're going to be a slave. Because oh, yeah. I've heard so many stories. They got to pay fees. They have meetings. Yeah. They be trying to have you sign up for all these extra services. I'll be like, so technically, clinically, he, cannabis use disorder mild. He had right. like two symptoms that he was right. driving under the influence, and maybe he lost his job because he got te he tested positive. You know, it'd be some simple shit, and I right. and they but they treat them like they doing crack heroin, cocaine. Right. It'd be like y'all got white folks doing more shit than we do, Man. and I see on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? But we we get thrown up the roof. You know yep. what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, but, but like if if uh, like to, to, like your point earlier, like when you said. One takeaway that you want to have is address mm -hmm. your shit. Mm -hmm. The one takeaway I want to have is slavery is still legal. Slavery is still legal. I want people to really realize that uh, the homie my son, he said a bar. He said a bar. He said uh, they ended slavery. Excuse me. They said they couldn't end slavery. Too many residuals. So they don't call you slave anymore. They call you criminals. Mm. Say it one more time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he said that, that they, is a bar. Did, they, they, want, they couldn't end slavery because it was too many residuals. So they don't call you slave no more. They call you criminals. Because once you are a criminal, it is legal to make you a slave. That's why they make 13 cents a day or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? We out here arguing about a $10 minimum wage or a $15 minimum Whatever the fuck minimum wage we trying to argue about. It's niggas in the joint right now making 15 cents or 13 cents or whatever the fuck slaving their ass off. And these fucking... Uh, privatized prisons are making billions. Wow. Billions. You know what I'm saying? So, if anybody takes what I'm listening, uh, excuse me, a uh, point from what I'm saying, slavery still legal. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I want y'all to hear it that. It was mass. It was mass. Yeah. They changed the name of it. That's all they did. They changed the name. You know, but like, I'm not going to keep a. Uh, I'm not going to keep us going too long because we are on vacation. Yeah. And, and Lex is over there looking like, you. I got this motherfucking Golden State Warriors jersey. I, 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 I'm Motherfucker got to see my I'm shit. Here. You know, but I really appreciate you, like, talking about that mental health aspect of seeing, you know, the police brutality and seeing the killing and seeing. Because, like, first of all, like, this conversation needs to be, like, a series. Because we, we can't really There's so many layers yeah, to it. We can't engulf everything. Because we touched on a lot of shit, especially like the mental health is like a child, mm -hmm. just growing up in your household, seeing a little certain shit that wasn't allowed to be talked about, mm -hmm. what happens in this house stays in this house type shit. Like there are so many and but like I know for a fact the first time I lost a friend of mine was fifteen years old. Wow. And you know what we did the next day? We went to school. Like nothing fucking happened. Not one teacher in that fucking school said Oh, I heard about y'all's friend last night. Let's close these books and let's talk about it. Now, one fucking teacher. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that was the first time. You know what I'm saying? I'm still dealing with losing niggas to this day. I'm 41 years old and I'm so sick of still getting a phone call. Oh, shit. Luna ain't here no more. Nut ain't here no more. Like, nigga, why am I still dealing with this shit that I was dealing with, you know what I mean, yeah. 25 years ago? It don't make any sense. So, like, this mental health conversation is a very powerful conversation. I want to continue the conversation. Excellent. And 
Obviously, AG, you know you welcome on my platform any motherfucking time. You know what I'm saying? Lex, you are welcome on my platform. Thank you. Anytime. I have to have y'all come on the free space. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Take a trip to the night. Hey. Let's do it. Right. Listening to Freddie Gibbs the whole way. Y'all only about two, two <laughs> three hours. Oh, no, nah, yeah, yeah, ain't shit. I'm not in Chicago. I live in LA. It used to take me two hours to get to work sometimes. Right. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, before we do get up out of here, Lex, I, I do want you to let people know uh, where they can get your platform when you start recording again uh, yes. this week. So, yes, this I week. Will so, you know <laughs> I will, yes. Um, everyone, this is Lex is more of the free space podcast, unfiltered, unrestricted conversation. Um, normally, I drop episodes bi-weekly on Fridays, but like I said, the life of a therapist has been crazy, as y'all can hear heard today. Um, so, uh, you can still go and find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, um, and Google uh, Google Play or Google Podcasts. So, yeah, um, check out old episodes. Um, I've, I've had guests. I've been on other people's episodes. Um, so yeah, I've been out here. I, I've been out here, and I'm, I'm gonna get back out here for real because I really do miss the mic. So right. um, check me out, subscribe, um, follow on Twitter at the underscore free underscore space. Follow on Instagram at the Free Space Podcast, all spelled out, as well as on Facebook as well. Appreciate that. AG, let everybody know where they can find you at. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I don't know. Let me find Lex first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while we doing that shit, you know what I'm saying? Again, thank you for, you know, spending your uh, Friday afternoon with me. You're dropping some gems on my audience. I really appreciate everything you did because everything you said was a jewel. Jewel. And it's really good because... You know, I can sit here and talk my shit all I want to talk, but I don't necessarily have the credentials behind it. <laughs> so I really appreciate having an actual motherfucker that's yes, actually doing that shit. So yeah. thank you very much for coming over here and spending that time with me. And I feel like I may have given AG enough time yeah. to find you on yeah. IG. Yes. So Got now he can talk this shit. Got it. We got the whole throwback back phone in this bitch. I was like, a whole phone call. Look, they right. booked it busy. So check it out. Check it out. Dear Fine Lex uh, at thefreespacepodcast.com. <laughs> you can find your boy, Let's me, go. AG, at It's Your Boy, uh, AG Podcast on Instagram. Um, real quick background. Uh, it started with me and my guy, uh, Dolan. Shouts out, Dolan. The Prophet. Blended Views. You can find us everywhere. We had... Uh, YouTube channel, definitely on Anchor, and you know all of this stuff. But you know things happen, life happens, so you know we we doing our own thing now. So it's your boy AG Podcast Show is definitely revamping, transitioning. So you can find me right now on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and uh, before this weekend is out, I'll have all my networks. Popping, popping, pop, pop, popping, popping. Um, man, this popping like these bottles. Let's man. fit the body night. Hell oh, yeah! And I was, re- I, I was realizing last night when Bro played that, played that UGK, I had a little moment. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, shit. And you know, they're not even necessarily from you. They report all of it for real. But still, like, I'm in Houston. Yeah, listening yeah. to UGK. Okay. Logan, <laughs> so this y'all might think I'm corny, but I don't care. So I was on the plane, right? 
on watching the Southwest Free movies and Selena was on there. I forgot Selena's from Texas because I, I know yeah, Spanish. I, I said, let me get to, let me find a Como La Flor. <laughs> I will hit a bitty bitty bumper in a minute. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> But yeah, to AG's point, man, shouts out Smoke Free Media, shouts out the homie Black Paco, Cleveland, Ohio Zone, you know what I'm saying? We out here in our cab shit. Fuck that Warriors bullshit. Nah, Why are you hating? Because I'm a hater. You know okay. Okay. Let Logan get that stabbed. I appreciate At least I don't cheat in taboo. Uh, will you stop telling these hey. lies? The lies. The Ta- lies. Taboo going down tonight. It's rematch. It's rematch from Let's last go. year. But yeah, shouts out Black Paco 1000%, man. Always bringing us together, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. We gonna get out of here, but you know I don't never leave you without telling you. We always let our schedules dictate our passions. And I'm gonna point at Lex while I'm saying this, that your passion dictates your schedule. Because if you are passionate about this podcast, and shit, you're passionate about what you're saying, Find it in your schedule. Some sort of way. Some way. So we gonna get the fuck up out of here. It's your boy MTV. It's your boy AG. It's your girl Lexis Moore. And we out this bitch. And we about to be speaking Meganese all goddamn night. Yeah. 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 I'm a Tito. She know. He know. The streets not Get him by the kilo. Nino. If you need those, holler on a D-Love. I'm a Tito, she know, he know, the streets not even by the kilo, me know, if you need those, holler.